Star Wars 7x7 episode 2968. Yesterday we talked a little bit about Leia and things that we learned and things that were notable about her in The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis. And today we're going to talk about Han. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, as with yesterday's episode, the five things that we're going to talk about here today aren't necessarily, they may or may not be the most important things to know about Han as we meet him and watch him over the course of the events of The Princess and the Scoundrel. But I think these five are particularly notable, and the first one is probably the biggest one, and is certainly, I think, the most notable of them all, which is the fact that Han is still actively dealing with the trauma of having been frozen in carbonite for a year, which he, <laughs> at this point, has only been out of it for about a week. Now, I didn't necessarily time it this way or anything like that, but if you listen to my conversation this past weekend with Dr. Chris Kemschall, who wrote The History and Politics of Star Wars, one of the things that we talked about was the fact that in the Disney Lucasfilm Star Wars era, they seem more willing to talk about the effects of trauma and to suggest that, yeah, you know, war isn't all that glamorous or anything like that. And this seems to be another example of it. However, as opposed to the way it's handled with, say, Alexander Freed's novels, you know, he came up in that conversation, this is definitely handled with a lighter touch, but it's certainly acknowledged. It's not something that particularly evokes the horror of the situation, but that wouldn't even be in keeping with the tone of the novel anyway. It does give it a couple of straight looks into the face before moving on to other ruminations and making it not necessarily about the experience, but about what one is going to do because of the experience, and that's where Han's focus seems to be. He realizes that he's had a whole year of his life taken away from him, but he's also had a longer career of behavior where he's either done things for other people or you know done things just to kind of chase money, and now he wants to do something for himself. But it's not necessarily something that's just floating in the background. He actually kind of has to confront it a little bit because there are scenes in the back half of the book where he has to go diving in cold water and the parallel to the experience is definitely referenced and he has moments of panic that he has to get over before he can get into action. Now, the second thing that comes up, and maybe this is something that has already been established, but it's just, it's been a while since we've had storytelling in this particular space, but Han is tied now to the Spec Force's Pathfinders. And yes, there was Shattered Empire, and this may have even come up in the Aftermath novels by Chuck Wendig as well. But as Leia and Han are considering a life beyond marriage, one of the things, of course, is you know Leia's diplomatic duty. She's definitely going to be transitioning in that regard. She doesn't expect to be a fighter so much as an ambassador, a diplomat, that sort of thing. But Han, on the other hand, is not necessarily going to be just hanging around as a kept man, and he certainly has to keep his business on the up and up from now on, but as is discussed throughout the novel, the Empire may have suffered an incredible defeat at Endor, but 
by no means are they defeated overall, and Han's future seems to be on a path along the lines of what the Special Forces Pathfinders are doing. And as he reflects in the novel, a lot of the action for them is going to be in the Outer Rim, where the Empire will be able to get a foothold potentially, which also then creates a potential for strain in Han and Leia's relationship, because her work is probably going to be largely core-directed as opposed to Outer Rim-directed. Not to mention the danger that Han will be in, comparatively speaking, although he does acknowledge that there is still danger for Leia. After all, the Huts have an enormous bounty on her head because of what she did to Jabba the Hutt. And they don't state what that bounty was, but I imagine it's got to be pretty darn significant. In one of the comics, I think it was in the Princess Leia limited series that came out many years ago, that had been stated somewhere that there was a 10 million credit bounty on Leia that had been put out there by the Empire. So I'm sure the Hutt's bounty on her is probably no less significant. For a third thing, Han demonstrates something that I, mean, I hadn't necessarily seen before in his character, but it does make sense logically, and Beth Revis does do a great job in drawing the comparative line for it. But there's a teamwork aspect to Han and Leia that hadn't yet really come up in storytelling. Maybe there's been something about it in comics, perhaps, but the, the situation has to do with an ambassadorial, um, diplomatic kind of situation that Leia is trying to wrangle. And Han is supportive and goes along with it in public, but when they get back to the Halcyon, to their honeymoon suite, they end up getting in a fight over it, and Leia wants to know why he didn't, you know, say anything in public, and his response is that he's gonna go along with the con because she's his partner, and he doesn't, you know, want to mess up the con job while there in front of the person who's being conned, as it were. At least that's his frame of reference for it, which obviously makes sense as a smuggler and a scoundrel. So that for me was wonderful to see. A fourth thing I'll share is that Han has some wonderful heart-to-heart -heart moments, and Leia does actually have too, with Chewbacca in the wake of everything happening here, particularly with Han's decision to get married and Chewbacca's eminent relief that he finally is doing something like this. But while they're away on the honeymoon, Han asks Chewbacca, in addition to, you know, having him be able to go back to Kashyyyk, to do some renovations on the Falcon, which... <laughs> <laughs> One of them involves putting a kitchen in, and it's pitched by Han with the idea that, oh, Leia will like having a kitchen on this thing, like a nicer kitchen, I guess, because there is some sort of, you know, food-making facility on there, but a nicer kitchen, which leads to one of the funniest exchanges in the entire book. And I have to say, this also comes in the last chapter of the book, which is, for the audiobook version, narrated jointly by Saskia Marleveld and Mark Thompson. So the interaction between Han and Leia narrating it is just tremendous as well. And the last thing I'll say is I can't believe Beth Revis went there, but she went there and it was great. So I've seen this already out there on social media, but I'm still going to kind of be a little circumspect about this in case you want to experience the scene for yourself. But Han and Luke are talking, having conversation, and then Han has a moment where he says, hey, uh, you remember Hoth? And... <laughs> 
it goes on from there and it's a quick little scene but oh my gosh i can't believe beth revis went there and it is very well handled so there you go. Those are some highlights, some notable things about Han as we meet him and watch him go through the events of The Princess and the Scoundrel. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.